Well, hello, content creators. You're listening to the She's Got Content podcast, where it's all about creating content for your coaching business. I'm your host, Dr. Melissa Brown, and I'm here every week to help you get your content out of your head, out of your heart, and out into the world. Get ready to take notes and then take action, content creators. Let's dive into today's episode because you've got content to get out there. Hello, and welcome to the She's Got Content podcast. I am your host, Dr. Melissa Brown, and my guest today on the show is someone I've followed online for many years, probably at least 10 years, maybe 11 when I left my pediatric practice. I don't know. It was, it's been so long, I've forgotten. I just first started reading her blogs, looking at what she was doing, and I never dreamed I would be interviewing her on my podcast. As a matter of fact, I don't even think I was, I didn't even know what a podcast was back then. <laughs> so I've met her several times in person. We spent a week together earlier in 2020 at a retreat she holds in Pensacola, Florida called Beach Condo. There's also Beach House, Beach Camp. That's in Daytona. My guest is an author, business consultant, mentor, and all-around awesome human. Her name is Nicole Dean, and she educates and empowers entrepreneurs to kick ass, to create kick-ass businesses so they can live life with no regrets. And maybe we can even make the world a better place in the process. Welcome, Nicole, to the podcast. I'm so excited. <laughs> I am so excited to have you on this show. This is like a dream come true. All of my guests, I have a little known fact about. Um, and there are lots of little known facts in a blog post on Nicole's site, NicoleOnTheNet.com. So here is a random and odd fact about Nicole. You were valedictorian of your high school. I was. And I was too. Really? Yes. <laughs> I know. And the other cool thing about Nicole is she is a spelunker. Tell us, I know what that is, but tell our audience, what is a spelunker, Nicole? I'm not like a professional or anything, but when, whenever I'm somewhere where there's a cave, I like to go explore it. And I just think they're fascinating and cool. And well, they are cool too, because it's yes. underground. <laughs> it's underground. See, but I just think they're beautiful and fascinating and it's calming. I like the calm, the quiet. It's it's, it's dark in there. You have to have a light in a cave. Yeah. Yeah. So today Nicole is going to talk to us about a topic that she's really passionate about. And that's the concept of leveraging. Right, Nicole? I leverage everything. I'm like obsessed with it. <laughs> <laughs> the, you know, I actually doing a little research, I looked up the true definition of leveraging and it's to use something to maximum advantage. So that's what we're going to talk about today. So tell us a little bit more about, you say you would leverage everything. Tell us about that. I do even like my cooking at home, <laughs> my workouts, everything. I'm like, okay, what's the most efficient, effective way to do this? <laughs> you know? So like with cooking, if I'm going to cook chicken or vegetables, I always cook a whole bunch because it takes the same amount of, of effort 
to do more and have leftovers. So even though it's only the two of us, I'm always, always, always leveraging. If I make a pot of chili, it's going to be the huge stock pot. And I'm going to be putting the majority of it in the freezer. Just why go through the effort of making a little thing of chili and then having to make it again? I just, I love to leverage my time and my effort and so that I can be doing all the other fun things I want to do. I don't dislike cooking. I, I find it very relaxing and cathartic, chopping vegetables. And so I don't dislike it. And sometimes I don't feel like cooking. So I can just go and get a healthy bowl of chili out of my freezer. And it doesn't have a lot of sodium. It's not like a can of chili or it's healthy, you know. So I just, I love to leverage. I love, love, love to leverage everything. It's the idea of batching. Mm -hmm. When you're creating food, you're just doing it once, chop all those vegetables, do all the cooking, put it into the freezer. And we can do that with content creation also. Absolutely. Batching is one form of leverage. It's if like back in 2009, I don't know if this is before you started following me or not. I did a 15 week blog tour. So I was at a different blog each week for 15 weeks all summer long. And I was there Monday through Friday. So I did five blog posts on each person's blog. So I'd show up on Monday and I would do five blog posts at that blog. The next week, do five blog posts at the next one. I always let people know where I was going next for a total of 75 blog posts. Wow. Yeah, it was really fun. People would go on vacation and I would just be chatting with their people and leverage, right? I'm leveraging audiences. I had logins to 15 different blogs that I could go anytime and be like, hey, do you want me to log into your blog? I have a new product. I'll just write a blog post and use your affiliate link in it and, and publish it if that's okay. And everybody's like, yeah, sure, of course, because I have the relationship. So think about this, 75 blog posts in 15 weeks. I can't miss one because this is other people's blogs mm-hmm. and I've committed to it. I've got lots of travel planned because it's a summer. They've got travel planned. So The only way I was going to agree to do this is if I leveraged my time and I batched it. So the first thing I did is I came up with the 15 topics because it'd be part one through five on each blog. Mm -hmm. So if the topic was outsourcing that week, I was at (coughs) Odin Sorensen's blog and I did five common mistakes in outsourcing. So each day was a different mistake. So To leverage this, of course, the first thing I did, like I said, was to come up with the 15 topics. And then I went, I came up with a little more, I think 20 topics. And then I had to have a list of people who I was going to ask. I did this obviously a little bit well in advance. And I sent my list of topics and I said, just pick one. Or if there's something else you'd like me to talk about, let me know and I'll, I can do that. And so I made it super let me, let me interrupt you for a minute. So what you're saying is you actually created all of these blog posts ahead of time. No. You had the titles. I had the titles first because I wanted okay. to know when, when I got them all on the schedule, what the order was. Okay. And then in the communications, I made sure that I had them set up as affiliates if I was going to talk about any of my products so that that would already be set up. So then I had the topics already done because the last thing I wanted to do was to have it be Monday and sit down and log into Bob Jenkins Sparkin's site and be like, okay, crap, what am I going to write about? Or have it be, Mm. or write about something that he was about to teach. And then I would be conflicting with that. So I wanted it to be something that was 
would be interesting to their audience and also not stomp on their toes either. If he was specializing in mind mapping at that time, I wasn't going to come on and go five ways you can grow your business with mind maps. because That would just be silly. So right. I batched all that in advance. And then you can see leverage through this whole thing already, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm leveraging these other people's audiences. They're basically endorsing me, letting me talk to their audiences that they built up. I'm leveraging by planning ahead. I'm leveraging because guess what I'm going to do with each of those 15 series? They're all turning into books, right? Because I've Mm -hmm. got five blog posts. I made sure they made sense in an order so that they could each be a five-part book. Leverage, 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 leverage. I leveraged the audience of the first one, and then I let them know where I was going to be the next week so they could keep following me. So the audience grew and grew and grew and grew over that time. It's just why do the work harder than it has to be? <laughs> oh, right? yeah. Well, work smarter, not harder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then not only did they get content on their blog, but like I said, I also monetized it for them. If they had products, I would talk about their products. I would link to their other blog posts and I would use their affiliate link if I was linking to mine or to one of my clients that I knew they were okay with me promoting because I cleared that with them in advance too, to make sure, okay, are these products okay for me to link to? And they're like, oh yeah, because the client I worked with, they were all affiliates anyway. So I linked to some of his products so that as people were going through, they were making money while I was blogging on their blogs. That's a beautiful thing. It is. Well, I mean, this podcast is leverage. I'm getting in front of your audience. You're leveraging our relationship to create this win, win, win. Hopefully it's a win, 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 because it'll be a win for me, win for you and a win for the listeners. Absolutely. And it's leverage. I don't have to go out and find all of your people that are going to listen to this podcast. I'm putting myself in front of them with your permission. Yeah, that's, I think often, we don't often think about where with leveraging relationships, Mm -hmm. there's a little bit of tiptoeing around. Well, I don't want to use someone, but then this is the beautiful thing of leveraging our relationship and saying, hey, I want to put you in front of my audience because you're an awesome human being and I want to introduce you to so many people. And then someone else will ask me to be on their podcast and put me in front. It's, it's like th- this whole sharing around the universe. It helps everybody. A few it's years back, yeah, a few years back it does. I actually created the Everyone Wins Bundle <laughs> the one and only time I did a bundle online because everybody was winning because we were doing it as a fundraiser for an organization that helps orphans, orphan children and impoverished children in Nepal. I'm on the board of directors. So we did that where everybody wins. I grew my list. People were contributing products, people who bought or actually donated. They win because they got these products that were in the bundle and the children were winning because they got a donation to help them with their education, with food, with shelter. It was just like everybody was winning all around. So that was just a beautiful thing. And that was another example of leveraging because we all got together to leverage everybody else's expertise. I think that's beautiful. It's yeah. Awesome. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And there's so many different ways to leverage with your relationships. And I always say when I'm working with my coaching clients, I'm like, okay, well, let's, you've got to present this in a way where they're going to feel dumb to say no. Mm-hmm. Like we need to talk this through to make sure that this is going to be such a win for them. And it's going to be so easy for them that they would feel stupid walking away saying no for any reason other than they actually just can't do it for some reason. Mm-hmm. So looking at that win, 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 and sometimes win <laughs> three or four wins, then if they're like, well, crud, there's, <laughs> why would I say no to this? Then you've created the perfect leverage opportunity. Yep. <laughs> well, that's a really great way to look at creating some of your marketing materials also. You want to create that situation where people would be like, duh, why would I not do this? Mm-hmm. Right? Exactly. You made me think of another leveraging, and that is leveraging your energy. When sometimes people, they spin their wheels with their content creation because they think they have to do it at a certain time, but that may not be their most energetic or most creative time. And people have said, oh, you have to get up at four in the morning and write a book if you want to write a book. But yet, if you're not a morning person... (laughs) And you have to set aside four o'clock to five o'clock. That's not leveraging time and energy in any efficient way. True? Oh, absolutely. Know your peak times and the time of the month too. I know I'm more creative during certain times of the month than other times of the month. So if I know I need to be creative, then I will plan to do that during that first week and not the last week of the month. (laughs) So definitely knowing your own cycles for women, obviously we have very distinct ones, but for men too, Mm -hmm. for time of year, I get seasonal affective disorder in January and February, which is why I planned the beach condo for that first week of February to have something to look forward to. But also knowing that I'm not going to have my biggest launch of the year be like January 15th and have my entire year depending on that or something because I know that that would be a much harder thing for me to do so just know yourself and be okay with that Mm -hmm. and know your skills too like you said if sitting down to write a blog post is literally painful for you nobody said you had to blog you can do the world's best podcast instead You can be a video star. If you're well-spoken, you love, you're passionate, you come across on audio and video, then do that. You don't have to blog. Not everybody does. That's a really good point. A lot of people, again, get stuck in the, I have to do it this way mentality. And Mm -hmm. it's like sticking a square peg into a round hole or vice versa. It just doesn't work. Mm -hmm. So using what is your best skill sets and leveraging those as opposed to what someone else thinks is the most efficient or best way to do it is know what the rules, this is what it comes down to know what the rules are and know when to bend the rules too. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I've worked with some of my coaching clients that (laughs) they're so funny. So this one was like, okay, I have to write a book. I have to write a book. I have to write a book. I'm like, who told you you have to write a book? (laughs) Do you want to write a book? There's all of these different ways that you can get exposure. And 
she was a vibrant, passionate, well-spoken, amazing communicator who didn't need to write a book right now. She needed to create some courses that she had something to sell. And if she wanted to later, turn those audios, talk a book or something, or hire yes. a writer to, to interview a book out of her. But the big priority was to get her in front of a whole lot of people and have them hear her message in then she can choose to do those other things if she wanted, but let's get the money flowing first. Let's leverage your assets, your skills, leverage what you love, leverage what draws people to you. And don't be doing the have to, should have stuff that somebody said you have to do. We don't want to shit on ourselves. Yeah. There's only a couple things you need for a profitable business and having an offer is one of them. (laughs) Do that, create something you can sell so that money changes hands. And then, you know, the rest of the stuff out here, (laughs) there's a million ways to get traffic. And what I always say is do the one you're going to do. Don't do the one that somebody says you need to do. Do the one you're actually going to do consistently and master. You can master it, whether it's Pinterest or Facebook ads or running an awesome affiliate program. Just do that and do it masterfully. And then you can do the other stuff too, but focus on that and get the traffic coming into your offer, get it making sales. And, and that's what business breaks down to. And that's really a good point that you bring up because there are so many different ways that you can go in your business with Pinterest. Or all, just look at social media. There's Pinterest, there's Twitter, there's Facebook, there's LinkedIn. There's just so many different places that you can be spending your time. And if you try and do it in each one of those places, you're not probably going to be leveraging your time and your efforts as well as if you focus and concentrate on one place. And knowing what your best place is in terms of where you like to be and where your audience likes to be is probably as key as anything. There are people who don't like to be in Facebook because it's too distracting. Well, then don't go to Facebook. Go somewhere else. Exactly. And that's actually one of the reasons why over time I've focused most of my effort on having an awesome affiliate program, having JV partners that promote me because they're experts in all the things. So I don't need to be, I don't need to know how to do Pinterest efficiently because I have two affiliates that are out there killing it on Pinterest, promoting coach glue. So they, they got that. They got it. <laughs> they got it. They got it good. They got that covered. I chose to leverage having an amazing affiliate program so that I could leverage everyone else's experience and how they choose to promote. But to start off, just, pick something, start to get some momentum in it and master it. If it's working and it's converting, master it. And then you can move on to something else too, but you'll have those sales coming in instead of doing one guest blog post and one podcast and one video. And you can't get momentum being all over the place. You can get momentum by Jimmy D. Brown used to use the example of pushing a car. If you've got five cars in front of you and you go up and oh, 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 to each five, you're not going to get anywhere. If you get behind one and you just give it all you got, the car might move. (laughs) Yeah, that's a painful analogy. But yes, I get the point. I definitely get the point. Right. Yeah. I love that idea that you leverage the relationships with your affiliate program. So you don't have to be on these different platforms because like you said, you don't want to be an expert in Pinterest, but there are people who are promoting you who are. So that's a beautiful example of leveraging. 
And it's fascinating because in Infusionsoft, I can see where sales have come from. It's called a lead source report, so it shows where the lead originally came from. And we've got all kinds of sales from Twitter and Pinterest and LinkedIn, and I don't hardly do anything with those. <laughs> so they're awesome. Our affiliates are awesome. That's a great, great point is building up that joint venture, the joint ventures, the affiliate programs, those kind of leveraging those relationships is really another way to really get the best efficiency. I love but another thing. Just a clarification. Yeah. That may not be everyone's leverage point. So if, if, True. if running an affiliate program for someone listening, they're like, oh, I don't know how to do that. Maybe I should do that. Maybe don't. Not yet. <laughs> if you've got something that is working, then grow that first. And then maybe later look at having an affiliate program and growing that. But just because it's my point of leverage, it may not be for everybody. It's just, I know where my ROI is, my return on investment. And for me, that's it. Cause I've got the relationships. I know how to do it. And, and that's it for me. The, yes. And what that brings up is some people may not even have thought that that is a, something that they could do. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't even have thought of that. They would be thinking, Oh, I got to be on Twitter and I have to be on Pinterest and I have to be in Facebook and I have to do Instagram and I don't even know how to do those things. Take a deep breath. There are other ways to leverage time, energy, relationships. So yeah, there's uh, thinking outside the box, just being able to know what is your bottom line. What do you want to do? You want to grow. You want to just grow your influence. You want to grow your bottom line what do you want to do and then think about what what would be the best way to be able to do that exactly and I do know some people that don't want an affiliate program but they're rocking Facebook ads they're like why would I pay 50% on a sale when I got my Facebook ads to 50 cents per lead and it's converting like this in the back end so for them their leverage is finding new audiences to run those Facebook ads to and testing new ads it's a huge world out there there's so many things that one can do and there's no right and wrong it's just what works best for you in your mindset in your business, in your industry. I love that. And one of the things that I pulled off of your website, because I could tell by reading a little bit on your website how passionate you are about this topic, is we may not even think about it, but leveraging travel so you can see the world now and not someday. Mm -hmm. And I think I've been seeing a big, well, before the pandemic hit, I started to see a big, jump in the number of people who were doing off the mark places for a retreat. And they were actually able to do the retreat, make money and get a vacation out of it. And that, that, that to me was so brilliant. It was like, wow, I want to do that someday. And that's how Beach Nurse was formed. Kelly and I sat down and said, how do we get paid to hang out together? (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, well, if we did it on the beach, that would be cool. That's so cool. I know people had been taking trips to Italy, to Costa Rica, South America. There's this whole big push of people having, what do they call it? The wanderlust or the nomadic Mm -hmm. lifestyle where they live wherever they want to because they can have leveraged time and internet and access to 
the computer, and they can be anywhere in the world. Yeah, digital nomads, that's a huge industry right now. I also, another thing we haven't talked about yet is leveraging a team. Whether that team is one person that you get on Fiverr or to get you unstuck, or whether you have a full team of people that support your business. And that's essential. That's very, very essential. And people, I've taught lots of courses on outsourcing over the years. And the biggest question people ask me is, what should I outsource first? And I always say, if you have a roadblock standing between you and cash, or you and finishing a project that's going to lead to cash, outsource whatever that is. If that's setting up your shopping cart, if that's a graphic, or you don't know how to turn a Word document into a PDF, if you've Googled and spent more than three minutes on it, outsource it. Mm. outsource it get that roadblock out of the way so that you can move on because I've seen roadblocks turn into two-year-long things when I know that uh, for about $30 that could have been fixed a long time ago if they would just outsource but people get so overwhelmed by it and I've always said it's not new you're outsourcing in your personal life all the time it's just in business it feels different but I go and I get my hair cut I don't cut it myself. I always say if my appendix bursts, I'm not going to, I shouldn't even put that out there in the universe, but I'm not going to Google how to take it out. I'm going to have someone qualified handle that for me. We're outsourcing all the time. The pool guy just pulled up across the street to our neighbors. It's not that hard. I don't know why people make themselves crazy over it when it's a graphic instead of a a toothache. Just have someone that loves to do it, do it. That's, I learned that lesson when I was in pediatric practice. I learned that lesson very early that I couldn't do it all. Mm -hmm. I started out without a nurse. I actually took over a practice. It was not that busy, but because there was a female OBGYN down the hall from me, she sent me so many new patients that it quickly ballooned. And I could not, I had a receptionist, but I didn't have a nurse. And that was the first thing that I added was a nurse to be able to give the shot so I could move on to the next room. The nurse could be prepping another person. And in time, even that wasn't enough. I had to hire another doctor. So yeah, I learned that lesson early on that you have to keep an eye on where are those roadblocks? Like you just mentioned, where are those roadblocks? Where is it holding you back to create more money to service more people in your online business? Yeah, in order to scale, you have to do it in order to scale at some point. Well, 99% of businesses do. I've seen some that have kept their products so high and they just have one funnel so they don't have to have a big team, but it's very, very rare. Usually, you don't necessarily need to build, quote, build a team, but you do need to have people that can get you unstuck and and knock down roadblocks. And silly thing is, is something that you hate doing that you're putting off doing that's stalling your progress. Somebody else is going to be like, yes, all day long. Let me do that. The people that love tech, love tech. The people that don't, don't. So why is somebody that hates tech sitting there trying to figure out a Chrome thing on a HTML? I don't even know. (laughs) (laughs) True. Yeah. Just outsource that stuff. Let somebody else do it. And then you can move forward and do the things that bring in the income. So Mm -hmm. yeah. This has been great. I love this discussion about leveraging and it really, it's a mindset shift in some ways to really start thinking about how can you leverage time, energy, all these different things in your life. It's not just about business. So true, Nicole. 
So true. Before we wrap up here, I like asking guests, what's a book that you think everyone should read? I adored Atomic Habits. I absolutely adored it. Well, obviously I would, right? (laughs) I guess that was kind of an obvious one for me. (laughs) I adored it. Just the science of breaking down how to get habits to stick. It's like, it's, it's leverage. I mean, it's all just juicy, juicy leverage. I love it. I could lick it. <laughs> <laughs> that is a book that I have something that I call shelf help where I have books that I want to read and they're sitting on my shelf. They're helping the shelf right now, but I need to read them in order to get the goodness, the juiciness from them. And that's actually one that's sitting on my shelf to be read. Haven't gotten to it yet, but I will. Thank you for that recommendation. (laughs) So Nicole, you've got a special offer for everyone who's listening today, right? Yes. Okay. So you're actually giving us something that you have over at Coach Glue. It's a special free challenge about repurposing. Seven emails that give you ideas for how to leverage the content that you already have. This is absolutely fabulous because you're going to be leveraging this particular product and leveraging to grow your list and leverage and your audience will be leveraging. It's all like putting it all into a mix here. So everybody's winning. I hope so. (laughs) Like you said before. So we're going to have all those details in the show notes. So you can go over there and pick that free gift up. Thank you for that, Nicole. Of course. So tell us where can people find you on the net? Surprisingly at NicoleOnTheNet.com. <laughs> okay. NicoleOnTheNet.com. And you have two other businesses. Well, you have more than that, but two other businesses where you are helping people with content. Tell us what those are. Yeah. ContentDrafts.com is where I provide personal development and self-help content to people that want to blog about it. So I do done-for-you blog posts, basically PLR. And then an epic blog post. So you have a nice 2,000 or 1,000 to 2,000 word document that you can use to create a really awesome piece of content on your blog. Or you can turn it into a PDF and make it an opt-in to grow your list. And then we have some social media posts as well that go with that. And then my other site is also providing done-for-you content. It's called Coach Glue, and we specialize in helping business coaches to have all the content they need to provide their training. We have blog posts there as well, scripts, printouts, and worksheets, and journals soon, too. Oh, this has been such great information, and so I hope you connect with Nicole out there and pick up that free offer that she has and start leveraging So thanks again, Nicole. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the She's Got Content podcast. If you got value from today's episode, you know, it would mean the world to me when you leave a five-star rating wherever you listen to podcasts. You can even leave a thoughtful review on Apple Podcasts and you just might receive a shout out on the show as my content creator of the week. Don't forget to head over to she's got content.com forward slash content and pick up your free workbook. Never run out of content ideas. Until next time, you've got an audience waiting to hear from you and you've got content to share with them. 
Stop being the best kept secret and make a bigger impact when you've got your content out in the world. Until next week, content creators, keep creating content.